I'm Keisha Sheehan. I'm here to share real birth stories from real women within the hockey community and beyond. There is power and comfort in knowledge, and the women I get to speak with have so much to share. This is Delivered. Welcome to episode two. Today I get to talk with Natalie Gensel, a longtime friend from the hockey world, and today she's sharing with us the birth story of her son, Charlie. She tackled this birth unmedicated and has a lot of insight to share on how to prepare not only your body, but your mind and your spirit as well. I hope you enjoy. I think the best way to start, Natalie, is I just want to ask you, like, before even being pregnant, did you ever have um, conversations with your mom, your signing of a sister, any women in your family or friends about the birth experience? Like, was there ever a conversation before it was really on your mind? Yeah. Um, first of all, I do just want to thank you, Keisha, for all this that you're doing for like the motherhood community. Um, wow. It is really nice to like have someone specifically like in the hockey world that I like know personally as well that I can connect with on this um, motherly journey because we do all know that it does take a village, especially with like hockey travel schedule and all of that. And I just appreciate your like constant positivity and realness of motherhood and especially your love for, you know, coffee and donuts. Um, very relatable. <laughs> the essentials. Um, and just well, like, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> and just like your mindset around all of it and just like specifically like listening to your body. Like I definitely do take all that to heart and people are listening. So um, thank yeah. you for that. But to answer your question, um, yeah, so I my idea like around birth and stuff um was very minimal, I guess, like just, you know, from the movies, you know, specifically Friends, the TV show and Phoebe and Rachel, <laughs> when they're like having, giving birth and it's just like, um, looks really terrible. And like you have a room full of all your friends and I don't know. So um, that and with my mom, um, she gave birth to my brother, sister and I all um, unmedicated. And so that was definitely something that I've always kind of had in the back of my mind was something that I wanted to do. And that, um, that sort of like outlook, like it looked like it was really hard, but I felt like if my mom could do it unmedicated, I could do it unmedicated. And, um, but I feel like every time I ever told anyone that I would wanted to do it unmedicated, they would always be like, Oh, good luck. That's what I said yes. too. <laughs> I know. It's almost like you hear that same sentiment now that you're a parent. It's like, um, like Slater, my son is, we're like about to be heading into potty training. And I'm like, I have this little potty in the bathroom and like people will see that and be like, oh, like good luck with, good luck with that one. And you're like, okay, like I have to do this. So let's just be a little yeah. more like... <laughs> positive it's it's hard but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing and I think that's one of the things that I want to get across in this podcast is to help mitigate the fear of birth because yes it is hard but it's also amazing and I think mm -hmm. I can relate to you and your mom you know being your kind of like inspo for wanting to try an unmedicated birth that was the same for me I didn't really like know much reality about birth um other than her stories. So mm -hmm. I can relate to you on that note. So 
knowing that you took on an unmedicated birth, let's get into it. Where were you when you first realized that labor was happening and this, and it was go time? So, um, we were pretty fortunate on our timing because I gave birth in August, which is, if you know, it's the off season for hockey. Yeah. So um, when that season was over, then we ventured back to Minnesota where we spend our summers and it was really helpful because I was, I think I was about seven or eight months pregnant at that time. So I um, was able to get acclimated with um, the midwives in the hospital and sort of go through our birthing plan that way. And I knew that my husband, Jake, he was going to be there and not traveling for mm-hmm. hockey. So um, that also just brought me like a sense of peace with um, knowing that this could now happen any day. And so my due date was August 3rd. And that day is the day that I um, actually started going into labor, which is really kind of rare that like people actually yeah, kind of wow. hit their due date. Yeah. Um, it doesn't surprise I, me though. You're very like <laughs> punctual and timely and <laughs> you're on time. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just remember that day and when we woke up that morning and we're like, it's not here yet. It's not here yet. And the waiting, um, yeah. that day, actually Jake had, um, the penguins media, they came to like film his like summer venture or whatever. And it was like my due date. (laughs) And so um, get out of my house. I'm like standing out there like pregnant and I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like do any moment. Um, but anyway, so that like went great and everything. And, um, his parents asked me if I wanted to go to dinner with him that night. Cause I think Jake had something I can't remember. And I, I just remember feeling like, Oh, like, I'm just, I'm not really feeling it, but I did want, you know, to go get some dinner. Some food. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I did want to get some food and not cook for myself. So, yeah. um, yeah. they were nice enough to take me out to dinner. And so I just remember like sitting there at dinner and I just, I felt like I wasn't speaking. I was just kind of like, and um, breathing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so then I go home and I'm like laying on the couch, Jake gets home and I'm like, I think I'm just going to go up to bed. I'm just, it's, I'm not feeling right today. Just kind of just knew something, you know? And so I go upstairs and I'm getting ready for bed. And, um, that was when I think it was like 1030 at night when, um, like my mucus plug like came out yeah. and that's when I was like, Oh crap. Like, and did you, it's gonna did you start. know, did you know like what a mucus plug was and like that, that was like a sign if you or did asked, it, was it something yeah. that freaked you out? <laughs> no, if you would have asked me like four months before that, like, what is that? I would have said no idea, but I definitely studied up, did my research Mm -hmm. and like really prepared for like signs and like what was going to happen. And so I knew that what that was and what that meant. And so I went and like told Jake, I'm like, I think it's going to start here soon. And he's like, oh, it's happening. (laughs) And I'm like, don't freak me out. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, let's stay 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 calm. calm. And yeah. let's just go to bed and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. then 
that night I was just kind of laying in bed, you know, it's just like in the back of your head, like something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. What's it going to feel like? And so, um, it was, I honestly, I think it was probably like 30, 45 minutes later as I was laying in bed and I just felt kind of this cramp or sharp pain, I would say. Mm -hmm. And, um, didn't really know what it was. I don't even think I said anything, but I was just kind of laying there, just kind of focusing on the feeling and like just letting it go. And so, Mm -hmm. um, with that, then that kind of happened throughout the night. And one of the things that I really like prepped with, um, for like the labor process was, um, just taking each one as they come and not like Mm -hmm. focusing on like the long run, just focus on each one. And then when that's done, you never have to do that one again. You're just on to the next one. So basically you were taking it, you were taking it one breath, one contraction at at, at a mm -hmm. time. And cause you had no idea how it was going to escalate or how, like there's no, I think your first time is so unique because like you said, you're waiting for something to happen and something Mm -hmm. is happening while you're waiting, but you just don't know, you don't know what to expect. So I think I'm just going to highlight that that's really good advice to anybody that is preparing is to just stay in the present moment and not look too far ahead. Cause like you said, it's, Mm -hmm. you don't know, you don't know how it's going to progress and how it's going to feel. So don't even worry about it because why? Mm -hmm. Because I do recall that like, during that whole like late night, early morning phase, like I was in and out of sleep, like Jake was sleeping and I was just kind of doing it like silently. And Mm -hmm. I remember telling him like at one point, like these aren't contractions. These are just cramps. I haven't gotten to the phase of contractions yet because I didn't know what it, what it was. And then like, I laugh about it later because I'm like, oh, like that entire thing, those were all contractions. Yeah. Not just like building up as if they're like different. Yeah. As if they were like different, but technically they're the same thing. But I was like, we're not in labor. We're getting a coping mechanism, (laughs) a coping mechanism of your own. You're like, these aren't, these aren't contractions. Like I'm good. (laughs) We're good. Yeah. I'm getting there. It's not yet. But in reality, like, yes, I was fully like starting labor. Yeah, that's amazing. But, um, and the fact that you were able to kind of like rest through the beginning is also great to hear as you went into an unmedicated birth as well, because yes. you need all the rest yeah. you can get. <laughs> that was actually something, though, that I learned during like my preparation process was like, um, one of the, I think it was one of the doulas, like I followed on Instagram or something like that there, um, the way that they looked at it was like rest until you can't rest anymore. And then mm-hmm. when you can't rest anymore, then you can start like doing a different movement. And when you can't do that, like you need to move to the next phase. So just take it like phase mm-hmm. by phase where I originally thought like, my first cramp, like I'm immediately going to do some sort of like something on the ball or anything. But in reality, yeah. like you need to conserve your energy for as long as yeah. you can, especially when it's your first. And like technically those all take mm-hmm. like way longer than your next. <laughs> That's great advice too. Cause there's so many like tips and tricks and 
Like, I think I shared with you the birth skills book that my doula shared with me. And oh my gosh, that's right. That was from you. I did read that whole thing. (laughs) It's super helpful because everybody has different things that will resonate with like their personality, kind of what they envision, all that stuff. But there's a million different things you can try to cope with labor. But it's, I think what you said is like perfect. Like you don't need to use them until you need to use them because Mm -hmm. you'll run out of... (laughs) run out of the work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I totally but. forgot that you suggested that book. Um, it's back home in Minnesota from the last time I used it, but, um, you were also like really helpful. I d- Okay. So I do want to mention something like too, like when I got pregnant, it was like, Oh my gosh, like, am I ready? Am I old enough? I was like, mm-hmm. I was like 26, yeah. which is like definitely old enough, but still like, you don't oh. think I just got married and like, yeah, everybody's timeline were all just different. getting yeah. married. And, um, I remember like I was in Florida at one point cause Jake had like a long road trip and I was visiting my parents down there and, um, I read your birth story and I literally just like immediately started bawling because <laughs> I didn't know, like you wanted to do an unmedicated and hearing like your mm-hmm. story was really inspirational and the way that you prepped. And I had no idea what a doula was and like these different things yeah. you were doing. And I'm like, Oh, I thought you just like get pregnant, show up to the hospital and like give birth. (laughs) But like you made a point that like it is, you need to like prepare. And, um, during or after, like I read your story and I like flipped a switch, changed my mindset. And I was like, I, I need to start training for the, my birth plan. Like I can't just show up to game day without like practicing. (laughs) Pretty much, you know, You're that's so sweet of you to say that. And I'm really happy that like me sharing something helped someone. That's just like my goal. But it's so funny that you're using this terminology because one of my questions for you is like, for those of you who don't know, Natalie is a very, what it was and is a very high level athlete. She played division one soccer. And I wanted to ask her if her athletic background and just the personality type that I know that she carries with her, a competitive nature, um, helped in her process. And just the way that she said those last sentences, I know that it did. So can you share anything on that, Natalie? (laughs) Yeah. Um, one of the like doulas that I ended up following on Instagram, she was like a former athlete and her inspo really connected to me. Um, one of the, and I actually turned it on like the day that I was going to labor just to sort of like give me that like extra motivation level. And her way of thinking about the contractions was like, think of it like a sprint or like, think of it like a fitness test. Like you, they say go and you go, you run that sprint and then you stop. And that's what your contraction is. You go, 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 go. And then you stop and you get a break. And so I, that's how I took it in. Yeah. That's how I took it. Um, when I was going through my contractions and like, once this is done, then I'm moving on to the next one and I'm moving on to the next one. And just that mindset of like connecting it to like college fitness, like that really helped. And I told my college coach the other month, I was like, you know what? I was able to do an unmedicated birth for over 24 hours and I still did harder fitness in college. 
And I'm still I was like, more there scarred was one by your semester. Yeah. No, I was like, there was one semester where the fitness we did our spring season was way harder than the birth I had to do. And he was like, That's I'm just so teaching funny. all of you guys life lessons. <laughs> yeah. Prepping you for birth. <laughs> yeah. I'm just prepping you for your life. And I, I so like something about that. It's so funny. But no, it was um, definitely because I had to change my mindset. I had to actually train. I had to um, like do my own research about different things because I had no idea. And like times are different from when my mom gave birth and like, yeah. I didn't have like too many people close to me to ask or that were actually interested in doing it unmedicated. And so I just had to like take that upon myself and, um, yeah, I would go and I'd work out every day. I would, I made sure like I was eating really healthy and, um, flipped my mindset with like everything I'm putting in my body is like nurturing my baby. Yeah. And so, um, just yeah. changing it's all powerful. that, like journaling and I just ended up becoming obsessed with it all. And I do love talking yeah. about it. So, yeah, I know. I, but, I mean, I can relate. It's just like such a, it's a life-changing experience to be pregnant and then to see, I think the coolest part of what you're saying is to see it all come to fruition when you get to like meet that baby. I'm like tearing up. I, you guys aren't going to be able to see me because I'm not going to post the video, but I'm like tearing up because it's like what Natalie's describing is a totally like upheaval of her lifestyle. And it's all for this little boy that ended up being hers. I'm like so emo. Oh my gosh. But it's just such a cool, it's, it's such a cool thing to experience, but also to witness in other people. So I'm proud of you. Let's get back to your birth story. You are still at home. Jake is sleeping. You're in and out of sleep. You're trying to rest. What happens next? Yeah. I'll get myself so, together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So just like it started at like 1030 at night and then just throughout the night, it just progressively got worse. And there were times where I did have to get out of bed and like kind of stand over the bed and um, or go into the bathroom and just do one in there. And then I'd always come back and just lay in bed and just try to doze off. And I think I was in bed until about like eight in the morning. And, um, during that nighttime too, I actually went downstairs and grabbed a banana and, which is also something I used to like eat before games. Like I'd always like have a banana. Yeah. Day. So, <laughs> yeah. So for yeah. this game That's day, awesome. I went and got another banana. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was probably around like eight o'clock, like Jake and I just like kind of got out of bed and just made sure we had all the bags and stuff ready to go. And then I was just like, I'm just going to go back upstairs and just get in my like game mode and I like pre-set up um I'll call them like stations <laughs> yeah. pre-set up some stations around my bedroom where I knew like I was not going to be bothered no matter what and um one of them was in my bathroom I was going to labor in the tub or in the shower whichever one I felt like and then the other one was going to be on the floor so I had like a birthing ball and um like a really soft blanket that I had down there just to comfort me and, um I started with the bathtub which actually like was not helpful at all for me and yeah, I've just heard so many so stories of people like loving the bathtub and mm -hmm. what I ended up liking was like the hot shower and standing up and like mm -hmm. I I thought that helped me more than like a bath which 
yeah. kind of shocked me. But when I was done in there, then I went um, and did like my stuff on the floor where I was like in child's pose and just sitting over the ball and just kind of laying on my side or just whatever was comfortable and just going through it. And I ended up um, calling Jake into the room and he brought me a bucket and I threw up just from the like, I don't even know if it was from the pain or just the hormones or yeah, just everything. And I threw that banana up. (laughs) You're like, I needed that banana. (laughs) So I just, I like drank some water then too. And Jake's like, what do we do? Like, do I call the hospital? Like, are we going to go in? Like, Mm -hmm. what's the deal? And yeah, so we called the hospital just to like, let them know that like stuff was going down in our house. Yeah. Just (laughs) so that someone could know where you were at and what was going on. Yes. And our hospital that I picked was about like 30, 40 minutes away. So we knew that we were going to like need some lead time. And so, Mm -hmm. um, they asked me like how many, how many, um, minutes apart was I? And one of the things I also picked up on during like my preparation was, um, to go off of intensity and pain, not time. And so Mm -hmm. when they asked that, I said, I'm not keeping track of like the time between my contractions. I'm just more so doing it off of pain. Mm -hmm. And um, they were like, okay, well then how about you just come in and we'll give you a look. And I told Jake, I'm like, I don't want to like drive all the way there and have them like turn me down. Like I'm fine. Like I'm going to keep fighting it out. And also Mm -hmm. they told us that the midwives that I was working with all summer were both off on the same day. Cause there were only two at the time. Yeah. There were only two at the time because they were still like trying to hire someone else. So there were two midwives. Mm -hmm. And so like something else that prepared me was like, with having a birth plan, like you need to know that yeah. it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be the full mm-hmm. script and you need to like be prepared for something to go wrong. And if you're not prepared, mm-hmm. then it's just going to ruin and throw you off. So Shucks. when Jake's like, yeah. what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? I'm like, there's nothing <laughs> we can do. We just need to keep going and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like that's all that matters. Yeah. Like, we just have to get through this. We don't need someone specifically to be there. Like I have you mm-hmm. and that's all I need. And so- a lot of hockey wives, girlfriends, partners will listen to this if they are, you know, pregnant and waiting for their first birth and or consecutive birth. And I think what you said is just like, puts it all in a nutshell, like there are so many things that are out of your control with birth in general, but then you add on the hockey lifestyle and there's just like this it's just an endless list of things that you don't get to plan for. (laughs) And I think what you said about having a birth plan and having your preferences is super, super important. I think that's like a really helpful exercise. Also just being like, okay, this person's not available. Okay. I just got treated and I have Mm -hmm. to give birth in a whole different city with a whole different team. Okay. Like you have to be able to be flexible or it's just going to be so much harder. So I just wanted to kind of like pause and highlight that. Yes. Make a plan, but also keep an open mind because Mm -hmm. some of it's just not, not your control (laughs) and it's hard. Yeah. And with that too, like when people ask me like my birth plan, every time I would say, I hope to have an unmedicated Mm -hmm. birth. Like 
I would mm-hmm. love to do that. But if that was not the case and if things, you know, went south and something else had to happen, then I had to be okay with that. And mm-hmm. I knew that going in. So I just would say, I, I hope to have this. And that's, if that doesn't happen, then that's okay. Something else that really did help me as I was at home is I put my AirPods in and I had like some preset playlist that was familiar mm-hmm. to me. And I knew like the music and stuff, and it was just this calming music just to keep me, you know, um, focused on what was going on. And then, um, that probably around like one o'clock, I would say it was when I was like, okay, Jake, like, let's go to the hospital. Like I'm ready now. And that day they were, um, redoing our street. So we couldn't pull our car out. (laughs) Couldn't pull our car out. Yeah. No joke. And it was like that week they were going to start, but it was the day I was in labor was when like our street was like torn up. And so my father-in-law was over too. And he like went and told like the construction people, like we got a girl like in labor right now. Like (laughs) we we need to get a car down here and we need to like get her out and go to the hospital. And so, um, it was me, Jake, my father-in-law, and we were like walking me to the car that was like up the street and like construction workers were like, Oh man, I'm just like, yeah, like, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, see you Don't talk to me. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm in the zone. I don't want anyone to see me in pain right now, but like, I got to (laughs) go. Oh my God. And so, um, also it's August. So it's like really hot out too. And I'm just like, at this point, like really uncomfortable with everyone like seeing Mm -hmm. me. And so get in the car and, um, and I switched up my playlist then and I went to this Christian music that I would like work out to or listen to on the treadmill. Um, cause that was something else that like helped me with this process was you have to be mentally, physically, and spiritually like prepared. And so mm-hmm. that was part of my like spiritual portion was like having this Christian music to just like back me up and like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like everything happens for a reason. It's a miracle. Like yeah. you got this. And so, yeah, um, that. we drove to the hospital then, and I'm just sitting in the back with my eyes closed, just like focusing. And we pull up and Jake's like, do you want to get out? And I'm like, no, just let's go park and we'll walk in together. I was just trying to take my time because I did mm-hmm. not want to get, go in there and have them say like, Oh, you're like, two centimeters. We don't have a bed for you right now. You have to go home. (laughs) So I'm like, we just need to like take our time and let's get in there. And, um, we go in, check in and stuff. And, um, they like measure me and I was just so nervous that I wasn't going to be high enough. And she comes Mm -hmm. back and she's like, Oh, five centimeters. And Jake and I look at each other and we just like high five. We're like, yes, <laughs> like we get a bed now. <laughs> we get to so stay. Yeah. So um, that was like, that's awesome. When that happened, I was like, okay, it's go time. Like we're here. We're yeah. not leaving. We're, we're going to have this baby now. Yeah. And they was just like, I really hope, like, I really want to try to do an unmedicated birth. So they're like, okay, we'll back away mm-hmm. then and let you guys do your thing. And 
So Jake and I went and like walked the halls and when I'd get like a contraction, he'd like do like the hip rubs and stuff. And Mm -hmm. truly like the only way we prepared was um, me like sending him like Instagram reels of like, yeah, like, like, hey, check this out. I don't know. It's like, we're just, we're we're both just visual learners. And so Mm -hmm. being able to like see it in a very quick clip, oh, then it's like in our brains now instead of like, yeah, like sitting through like a weekly like class was just not for us. And just learning from other people's experiences or um, that podcast you suggested to the positive birth stories. I listen mm-hmm. to that every single day, every episode, and I still recommend it to like all my friends that become yeah. pregnant. I'm like, you have to listen to this podcast. I just yeah. love that he, I love that Jake was so receptive and like, okay, like this, I feel like that's another key component to a birth plan is like, as the female, your mind is always on this baby and when it's coming and what's going on. But like, bringing your partner into that and being like, look, you got to care just as much because you're going to hopefully be there and you're going to be my rock and you got to know like what's going on Mm -hmm. too. So I think I just love that Jake was just as tuned in and like absorbed the information you sent him because yeah, yeah, that's great because then he could be your teammate and not just like a bystander. He was the number one reason that I could get through it because he knew what I wanted and he was going to like advocate that for me and he was going to help push me, coach me and like participate. That was the big thing was like him participating because there are things that like a partner or like a doula or whomever like you would like in your birthing room that they can do to just support you endlessly. Mm -hmm. And in the end, like that was like the most helpful thing was having Jake there and just by my side. Like the birthing suite, you're doing your own thing. Sounds like you were able to be pretty mobile as you worked past five centimeters. You were working through all the different tools and tricks that you had keynoted and then what when was the moment when you realized like okay I'm in active labor we're about to we're about to have this baby because I think that moment Mm -hmm. is so different for everybody but also so so intense I'll Mm -hmm. just let you answer it it really is yeah um I think I was about eight centimeters when they checked and they were uh, monitoring my contractions and they figured out that I was having like back-to-back contractions so Mm. I would basically like have one long one and then like a break long one break because that's where they were like they couldn't really understand why I was so far along but my contractions were like kind Mm. of farther apart but they were close interesting one and it was because Charlie was sunny side up so they're like we need you to flip the baby (laughs) and I'm like how do I do that (laughs) you're like so (laughs) yeah like <laughs> um, but that was very painful trying to flip him and these exercises they had me and Jake doing were really painful and it was like each contraction yeah. I we had to do some movement to get him around and I just remember like being in this specific position and across the hall I heard this woman giving birth and I looked at Jake I'm like I can't do it like I can't. Do you hear her? Like, that's going to be me. That sounds so scary because she was just screaming. And I'm just like, 
that's when my heart was started racing. I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's, yeah. he's coming out. Like I, I'm, I'm starting to panic at this moment. And like, it's really mm-hmm. started to show because I was now in, in a lot of pain trying to get him to flip mm-hmm. and it was so close. I was at eight centimeters. I'm exhausted mm-hmm. at this point. It's really late in the day. Yeah. And I threw up one more time. So now I'm at two throw ups and <laughs> so ended up negative one up- bananas. <laughs> Yes. And I ended up throwing up a third time while I was in there too. And I'm not really like a throw up person. So that was like, yeah, that's how I knew it was like really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, then I needed my water broken and the doctor came in and she's like, your water hasn't broken yet. We need to get your water to break. And I told her, I'm like, no, I am going to break it myself. Like (laughs) I'm going to somehow get this water to break. Like I just want to do it as natural as possible. And I told Jake after I'm like, and then she came back like an hour or two later and Jake's like, no, it was probably 20 minutes before you asked for her to come back and break it for you. (laughs) Cause you lose like concept of time. (laughs) Oh yeah. It probably took you 20 minutes. Yeah. And when I was (laughs) like, like, I need you guys to... (laughs) It's like, I need you guys to bring her back in because I need her to break my water. And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, she's about to go into surgery. She can't come do it. And I'm like, well, I need, like, I'm in so much pain. I need to move this along. Someone needs to. Someone needs to. So they ended up, someone else came in and broke my water. And after that, man, it got really, really intense then. Mm -hmm. And at this point, like I was only in bed. I was only on my side. I had a peanut what is it? A peanut ball, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake was in there. The nurse was in there. They were both just really trying to coach me through it. And it got really tough. And mm-hmm. um, I sat up on the back of the bed and she's like, you're at nine centimeters. And it just felt like I was at nine centimeters for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. felt so long. And I'm like, Jake, I can't do it. I can't do it. And he's just like encouraging me the whole time. Like mm-hmm. it was so nice to have him like have my back like that and just like yeah. get me and remind it. you, and the nurses remind you yeah, what just you remind want. me like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that you're capable and, and that this is something you can do. Cause in that moment mm-hmm. you're like, okay, one more centimeter. I don't think so. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like, it was super, super intense. And then, um, she came back in and measured because I'm like, this baby needs to come out. Like this is Mm -hmm. like becoming unbearable. And she came back and she's like, uh, okay, we're ready. We're ready. Ready. The whole room just like filled with people. They like helped me flip over and like the doctors in here, the lights got really bright and, Oh my gosh, like that was so intense and make you feel when all of a sudden she was like, Oh yeah. And then I like that rush yeah. of people, like were you motivated or was it more intimidating? Because I feel like sometimes it can go one way or the other. Yeah, it's hard to even remember that part. I just remember like I once I saw everyone come in. I ended up closing my eyes and I was just trying Mm -hmm. to like connect with my like inner self of like, this needs, this is going to happen. And like, just Mm -hmm. we, I mean, he needs to come out and no one really teaches you like how to push. So that part, like I (laughs) definitely didn't really know how to, because I did it one way 
And they were like, no, 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 no. We want you to do it this way. And so I had Mm. to like switch with how I thought I was supposed to do it. But um, I only pushed for 20 minutes, thankfully. And it was, I just remember like Jake over my like head, like my ear. And I I, like laughed a little bit while I was pushing because (laughs) I would push and like his head was like coming out and Jake would be like, go, 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 go. And then I'd be done pushing and he'd go, oh, because it was like so close and go, 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 oh. And I just was like, oh, oh my That's God, so stop. Yeah, it was like, so funny. Up. And then <laughs> I, I was like, God. all I could hear was him. I'm like, what the doctor say? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and then he came out. And when they said the time that he came out, I was absolutely shocked. It was 11.28 p.m. And I was like, I looked at Jake wow. and I'm like, oh my gosh, we were here all day? Cause that it's was also something time. that, um, yeah, yeah, that was something I prepared to as well was to not watch the clock. And so mm-hmm. I never looked at the clock once. I never asked what time it was. I never asked like how long anything was taking that helped mm-hmm. me too, because then I was just like in the zone the whole time of like not having a concept of time or like where I was at, just focusing on this. Yeah. And I looked at Jake, I'm like, Oh my God, are you okay? Like you were here all day. <laughs> Yeah. Did you eat? Yeah. Are you a caring person? Do you need anything? (laughs) No, but he was like, yeah, no, it's Mm. late. And I'm, it was pretty crazy. And then, um, they went through like the whole process and like Charlie came on my chest and everything. And I was just shocked. Like he had hair and like to see what this person looks like after like, you have no idea of whom is, you know, what they look like or what they're going to be. And then they come out and you're like, you don't look familiar, but you feel familiar. And yeah, so that was pretty surreal. And they were like, wow, he has eyebrows. (laughs) They're like, normally, normally when babies come out, they don't have eyebrows and he's got eyebrows. So interesting. Yeah. He gets that from me. And you're like, do you see my luscious eyebrows? Like he gets it from his mama. Okay. That is such a funny thing to remember vividly because it's like so so personal. <laughs> That's cute. But then we got transported to the postpartum room and it was like 1.30 in the morning and Jake and I are both mm. just like starving and yeah, the cafe was closed and it's like 1.30 in the morning, like nothing's open. And so yeah. Yeah. we door dashed Topper's Pizza and it was just so nice. funny because that's like what you would get in college back home, like was yeah. top for speed. So yeah. it kind of came full circle. <laughs> Be your ideal yeah. postpartum 24 hour labor meal. But at the same time, it works. Yeah. That's yep. amazing. So I just, let's go back to the moment when they put Charlie on your chest. I know like for me, that moment was still overwhelming because it was so quick. And I was like, still like, what, what happened? Like, But mm-hmm. you said like, you feel familiar and just like, yeah, just kind of elaborate on the moment where you got to meet him a little bit more. I yeah. feel like that's the best part of the whole story. Yeah. It's like when you go into the hospital, like you are just like, you know, a wife or a partner. And then in that moment, you like, you become a mom. And mm-hmm. that definitely hit me like a, 
like a ton of bricks when he was mm-hmm. laid on my chest. And I'm like, I'm a mom now. And yeah. now this makes me want to get emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to get emotional. So, you know, it's just yeah. so powerful. And to like go through the birthing process as I did just like full on just experience mm-hmm. the what my mom says she calls it the pain of life and yeah wow I like that that was just even like more powerful yeah and it was just more powerful and you know it just it feels amazing and it's oh it is overwhelming and now you know mm-hmm. then you start they're like okay now we need to like breastfeed or latch and you're like yeah. Okay, how do you do that? And like you're just yeah, so vulnerable because just... you're still kind of like getting cleaned up and yeah, all of yeah. that. And um, but you don't care or even think about it at that moment because is and it was also just really cool to feel the like come down of all the pain. Like it's just immediately yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. I and that's... I loved that like I was able to like get up and walk. That was yeah. something like that it's really like motivated me too. Like I wanted to be able to get up and walk. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's absolutely incredible like what the body can do. And like you said, like the – I think your story is awesome as an example of, you know, the intensity of an unmedicated option. And like I hope people listening are motivated by it and not like – not scared because like you said, it's the pain of life. And even with the amount of intensity and how much, how scary or intimidating it got for you towards the end, like it's gone. When your baby comes out, that pain Mm -hmm. just dissipates. And then I don't know about you, but like, I can't even remember it well enough to describe it to somebody. It's something that like, just disappears like otherwise you wouldn't do it again mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think like it's, but it's so yeah. it's, it's cool in that way it disappears and then once it's done you forget about it and um one of my friends told me to like when I go into the or like after I give birth like make sure you write it down and I did And I'm so happy I did because there are details as I was reviewing for this podcast, like I don't remember and to like relive it is so special, but I couldn't like write it all down right now. Like I needed that like one, two day, one or two days, like after to still remember and like what it felt like and everything. And so it's just, I I love looking back on it, looking back on it and stuff. I have little Charlie and he just is a freak athlete, like his parents, I see him on Instagram, like absolutely crushing hockey pucks and golf balls. And he cracks me up. I'm like, this kid he is actually to likes to do something. it. <laughs> no, he actually I likes tell. to do it, which is amazing. Okay. So <laughs> I just have one more question about like how you were feeling after the kind of adrenaline and rush of giving birth kind of faded and you guys were cleared to leave the hospital and go home with your baby like how did you feel about yourself because I I know you had these big goals of doing this a certain way sticking to your plan and 
it sounds like you had a couple instances where you you did you stuck up for yourself and you said like no don't break my water and then you had the ownership to be like okay yes break my water like I just feel like there was a lot of ownership in your story so how did you feel about yourself after you accomplished all of that mm-hmm um, I just, I think every single day after that, probably still to this day, I say like, I can't believe I did that. Like, it feels mm-hmm. so empowering. Like, I feel like I can do anything now after being able to go through that. And like, luckily my, um, birth experience was pretty positive and I did have some hiccups with like, no, like the people I worked with all summer couldn't be there to help me. Mm-hmm. And um, Charlie was sunny side up. So I had to go through some painful exercises and, um, there were just some things in there that we were able to like overcome. And I strongly mm-hmm. do say we, because it really helped having like my partner and my husband there and, um, having someone to go through this. Cause I grew up, you know, playing team sports and it really did take mm-hmm. a team to get through this. I feel yeah. like right after <laughs> yeah. it happened, I turned into like, a motor mouth. I'm like, I just did that. Like, let's go. I'm up and I'm ready to go. And (laughs) it just felt so good. And I felt like, I felt like I almost made like Charlie stronger too, by like, this is what your mom just did. Like she did this for you. Like to go into motherhood with that mindset. Like I just freaking did that. Mm -hmm. I am a, like, I can, I can do this. I think like, no matter how you give birth, and how it pans out for you, the fact that you did it, however it transpires, I hope that gives whoever is listening enough fuel to be like, yeah, I can do this newborn life. I can do motherhood. I can do marriage partnership as a parent. Cause that's a whole different ball game too. Like it's, I hope that for everybody listening and that goes through a birth experience, I hope it empowers you to then take on what's next because Unfortunately, birth is not the end of the hardships. It's the beginning, mm-hmm. really. I love to hear that you just felt like on top of the world for a while after because you should. Mm-hmm. It's, that's an incredible story. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, but I do want to like note too, I want to note too, like everyone's story is different. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be however, like, however is like, best safest for you and to like Mm -hmm. never look down on yourself or if anything does happen or things go wrong like we just need to be flexible and like have the right mindset as long as like my baby comes out safe as long as I'm safe then it's a success story and um I do think it's important to uh, also be aware and listen to like positive birth stories and like, yeah, not every birth story is perfect. Everyone is different, but hearing that someone comes out of it on the other end, just incredibly proud of themselves. Like that is mm-hmm. a great birth story. Yeah. That's kind of my goal with this whole project is like you mentioned, I listened to a podcast during my pregnancy that really helped me because I didn't know anything about birth or like what to expect or like how things could kind of transpire in various ways because I just didn't have that knowledge and to just hear other people's experiences and a variety of them too like you said nobody's stories are the same this is the second one I've recorded and your story and my other friend's story are wildly different and just both so incredible and they both ended with you know 
a healthy baby. And like, that's really all that matters when you go into whatever birthing situation you enter. So I hope that this whole project can kind of shed more light on that whole idea of just Mm -hmm. birth stories are neither good or bad. They're just how they are. And then you have your baby Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you move on. So yeah. um, one piece of advice that you have for first time moms heading into the birth experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things that really helped me was preparation and finding like what that is for you. For me, it was um, podcasts and like following certain accounts on Instagram. One of the ones I really do want to note was um, build to birth. And that just kind of says it there, like we are built to birth and mm-hmm. um, her, all of her stuff is really interesting as well. But just making sure like you're um, preparing yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, um, also not having like a one set direction, like just be open to other options, be open on the day, like things could go wrong, have a backup plan, um, stay calm like you will get through it. Like what goes in must come out. (laughs) But yeah, motherhood is just so powerful. And I love this community that you're getting together and just embracing the ups, the downs, the Mm -hmm. beautiful, the ugly, all that. And um, it really does touch people that like, you don't even know. Um, People see it, people feel it. And I'm definitely an example, like you're story specifically and like your help your book and podcast you suggest like that all definitely really helped me um get through what I did and um just I feel proud of myself and I'm I'm proud of you for everything you're doing and it's amazing (laughs) and (laughs) thank you well I really appreciate your time today and I'm excited to share this with more people because it's a good one (laughs) well thanks for having me